AMA50KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Matt, do you have anything going on there at Ascension that you would like to tell our listeners about? Yeah, thanks, Gary. Uh, We do, actually. Uh, We have a Christian parenting class that's coming up soon, and we would love for you to join us here from the St. Louis area. It is on Saturday, October the 22nd. Uh, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, we're going to provide a continental breakfast, child care provided as well. Um, Lisa Krenz from uh, Concordia Publishing House will be presenting. So, again, that's October the 22nd, a Saturday morning. Oh, sounds, sounds like a, a, a good time and a nice learning experience as well. Yeah, we sure hope so, Gary. And it's, it's geared toward parents that are expecting children uh, and probably up to kindergarten, first grade type age group. So uh, parents of younger children, we'd love to have you on the 22nd. Okay. So during our last week, our reading was First Thessalonians chapter 4. Uh, and then we read all the way through Second Thessalonians, and then we read into First Timothy up to chapter 2. What would you like to highlight in our reading this week? Yeah, thanks, Gary. First Thessalonians reading deals with a subject that I think is, is very important to us as Christians, and that is Jesus' return. And I think it's especially important for us as we consider um, not only the end times, but also the here and now, too. How does what is going to happen at Jesus' return affects our lives here and now. And how does it shape maybe especially how we even view death right now? So 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning with verse 13. Uh, These verses are oftentimes read at the gravesite. So at the cemetery, during the committal service, these are some of the verses that are read because I think they give hope to the family, the survivors of an individual, when it comes to not only you know, where their loved one is now, what the future holds for them, but also, you know, how we view death now and how we view Christ's return now and what it means for us. So I'll go ahead and read those verses and kind of unpack that a little bit. So again, First Thessalonians 4, beginning with verse 13. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. In other words, about those who have died, especially who have died in the faith, that you may not grieve as others who have no hope. So just to stop there, um, Paul writes, we don't want you to grieve as others who have no hope. I I think it's interesting. He doesn't say we don't want you to grieve. No, (laughs) Uh, it's fine to grieve. For Christians to grieve, uh, it's natural to grieve. Death is an enemy. Death is a terrible thing that God didn't originally intend until sin entered in the world. And now, yeah, death is a result of sin, the wages of sin even. So, yeah, it's okay to grieve and to miss someone that we love, someone who's died. But as Christians, we don't grieve as people who have no hope. We have that certain hope of life beyond this. We have that certain hope of that, of that eternal life in Christ that's ours even now. And uh, we will uh, see and more fully realize in Jesus' nearer presence. So, yeah, I, th- I think those are beautiful words. Grieve, but, but grieve with hope. Right. As a person of faith and as a person who's lost of people near and dear to me, uh, I can't imagine how you would face that without faith and the comfort found in Jesus. Uh, it, it, it blows my mind to think of those who are, are non-believers, how they face these circumstances when someone close passes yeah. away. Yeah, I completely agree. To give thought to, well, yeah, what what is their hope beyond this life? Hope beyond what we see in the here and now. And we'd say, well, yeah, most definitely. And not only the time of our death, but the time of Christ's return. And yeah, in my experience, Gary, I think you know one of two things for those who you know are, are non Christians. Either 
um, just despair. Oh my goodness. And wailing, you know, at a funeral service, um, just because, you know, the assumption that yeah, this person is just sort of ceased to exist. Or the other thing that I found, you know, and it seems like more often than not is just death is kind of ignored. You know, we go to a visitation or, or even a funeral service and people almost like ignore that there's even a corpse in the room. You know, it's kind of like a, or an urn full of ashes even mm-hmm. there. You know, it's almost like a, a party. And I've even been to services where there's, you know, um, there's really no service at all. It's yeah, I've been to one of those party. too. My, yeah, yeah. my sister-in-law passed away and her daughter's through her memorial service and it was at a sports bar and there was some yep. food there, but there was nobody got up and said anything. Uh, they had a video playing of family photos and that was it. And I was shocked. And I, I think that's becoming more common, at least here in the United States. You know, that's just kind of my sense of it. And it, yeah, good to gather with family and friends, good to reminisce, support each other. That's great. But uh, what, what I mourn is, yeah, this is devoid of Jesus <laughs> and the, the, the promises that are contained in, in Holy Scripture. And I, I think, you know, especially for the unbeliever again, yeah, just to ignore death altogether, you know, and that's, uh, well, that's not not a good way of dealing with death either, because we know death is a reality, right? right. Uh, it's obvious. And uh, God's word has a solution to death for us, right? right? It gives us that hope that Paul's talking about here. Yeah. We'll keep on going here. Uh, verse 14, it says, For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So, yeah, uh, we believe Jesus died and rose, right? Central to the faith, that, you know, that gospel message. But even more than that, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So those who have died in Christ, those who have died in faith, God will bring to be with him. And then he goes on and describes this this return of Christ. Uh, For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. So you can see why these these verses, I think, are comforting uh, at the gravesite. And this promise that, yeah, Christ is going to return. The world's going to know it. He's going to come with his cry of command and his trumpet sound. Uh, the dead in Christ will rise, and then we will be with them. So this idea of, you know, if we're blessed to be still alive here on earth when Jesus returns, we will be together with those who have died in faith, and together, body and soul, we will be together in God's presence. I think it's a beautiful promise and really something to look forward to. Um, And even if, you know, even if we should die before Christ's return, boy, then we have this certain promise, even, uh, even in the grave. Uh, and then it goes on and says, And we who are alive, who are left, will be caught together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. And then Paul ends by saying, Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So I, I think that's interesting, too. Sometimes I think people think that Jesus' return is something to be feared, something to be afraid of. But for us who are in Christ, for those who are, you know, the baptized people of God, um, we look forward to his return. We encourage each other with those words, as Paul says, because, wow, we know our salvation is drawing near. Jesus is coming to take us home to heaven. And that is something to be very encouraged by, uh, even in the face of death. Yeah. 
So yeah. I have I have a question. I hear from yeah, you bet. I hear from uh, several other pastors that will say, "I'd rather preach a funeral than a wedding." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. is that because people? I mean, they can't deny death when they're at a funeral. I mean, we talked about some people yeah. now trying to act like yeah. it didn't happen, but yeah. in, in most cases, is that it? Because the 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 loved one is gone and the, and the evidence is right there. The evidence is sin. Yeah, is that true that pastors would prefer? Yeah. <laughs> preaching <the funeral. laughs> well yeah i think there probably is some truth to that gary and i think part of it is uh at a funeral people are usually listening <laughs> mm-hmm. a wedding maybe not so much yeah. <laughs> but at a funeral boy um you know if you're taking it seriously right uh death is literally there in the room um you know there's there's the corpse there's the body of our loved one and i think people's ears are open to hope and and they're searching for some kind of meaning in all this some kind of answers in all this and instead of you know just having the sports bar party right um we we as as pastors and and as christians we have that message of hope to deliver to them and they're looking for hope we got it uh god's word has it the, the gospel of jesus christ delivers it uh christ crucified raised and returning uh, on the last day. So people have ears to hear that, I think, at, at funerals. They're searching. Uh, a wedding, you know, there's a lot of other you know, trappings that go along with it. You got the bride, you got the, the, the bridesmaids, you got the, the, the you know, the, mm-hmm. the flower girl that everyone's looking at. And that's wonderful. And it's a celebration. I'm not, you know, putting down weddings, certainly. But, you, you know, you wonder how much people are paying attention mm-hmm. to the preacher at a wedding. I'll just be honest. Uh, uh, but but certainly to proclaim God's word and then a no wedding service, right. great opportunity too. Just to, as well, yeah, to, yeah. For, Mostly among for people sure. that not necessarily of faith at a wedding, also that. Will well, be that's open. a good point, Gary. Yeah. It's a great opportunity to share the word and you know the picture we have of Christ and His love for the bride of the church. Um, you know, certainly demonstrated. We get a, we get a taste of that in that, that marriage ceremony too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, did you have anything else, or would you like to listen to prayer at this moment? Well, I guess just really, really fast. The only other thing, you know, just to touch on 2 Thessalonians is Paul says, chapter 3, verse 13, uh, he just simply says these words. He says, uh, as for you, do not grow weary in doing good. I kind of like that line uh, that um, if we know our salvation is true, if we know Christ is returning to take us home uh, in this life, well, don't grow weary in doing good. Um, because, yeah, yeah, it's good to do good in this life, uh, but as we do that good, we know that there's a hope beyond this life, too, uh, that this isn't all there is. And I think that encourages us uh, in our walk of faith in this life as we, we seek to do good, uh, to do good to our neighbor. Uh, so, yeah, I'll wrap it up there, Gary, and then next week we'll, we'll pick up with the, what we call the pastoral epistles, um, as Paul writes to Timothy. We're going to read First uh, Timothy three, so First Timothy chapter three through Second uh, Timothy chapter two. So that that's most of yeah First and Second Timothy. So first yeah First Timothy three through Second Timothy chapter two. Okay. Now would you lead us in a prayer? I'd be happy to. Uh, Lord God, we uh, thank you for your word that gives us uh, uh, the ability to hope beyond this life. Uh, that we realize that eternal life for those in Christ is, is ours even now. And so, Lord, at the time of death, especially someone we love dearly, even though we grieve, we, we don't grieve as those who have no hope. Lord, help us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others so that they, too, may know that same hope that we're blessed to have. We pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. 
Thanks, Matt, for being with me today on the program. Thank you, Gary. We are listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news, worldwide at KFUO.org.